Hello, everybody. Uh, I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening in the pop culture. And right now, for my guest, Eugene Levy, the world is just throwing awards and garlands at his feet. 15 <laughs> Emmy nominations for Schitt's Creek. Um, I don't think you could go anywhere these days, Eugene, can you, with people just saying, we love you, we love you, we love you. Well, well, know, it's the worst things can happen, okay? Uh, worst things can happen than people saying, I love you. Uh, reaction to the show has, needless to say, I mean, just been sensational. And it's been kind of a tidal wave over the last couple of years in particular. Well, the irony here is that just when all this love is coming your way, you and your son Dan decided, no, this the end now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Too much You're of a good thing. Anymore. No, can't have too much of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, boy, it was actually the right, you know, in hindsight, it was, it was really the right decision because, you know, had we decided to go in and do another season, we'd have been royally screwed this year. <laughs> um, it would have been bad. I would call that a bad scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, it, it ended when it should have ended. It was just, you know, everything just kind of made sense. Every storyline, you know, completed itself in just a beautiful way. And, you know. sense, logic, that has nothing to do with uh, television and the entertainment industry. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, if you, if you think of the fact that, you know, there's money to be made, um, you, then you're right, you know? We probably could have gone on for another two, three, or however many years, but, you know, it's uh, what I call the law of diminishing returns. It's, you know, it's, you, you can't, I mean, how do we talk what happened this year? We can't, we'll never reach this kind of peak again with, with 15 Emmy nominations. That was just mind-blowing. So. Um, it ended at just the right time, you know, go out when the going's good. Each year, it, in each season, it just got better and funnier and more real, and it just attached itself to our hearts. Well, um, it, it, I, I, well, that, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to my son, Dan. I mean, he really did, did a masterful job guiding this thing to its uh, final destination. Um, you know, we started the show, um, and the intention was to make a great character comedy. You know, when he came to me with the idea, he said, you know, I, I want the same sensibility as, you know, you and Chris Guest uh, had in your movies. Yeah. Um, lovely character <clears throat> work, um, keeping it kind of real and grounded. And I said, well, uh, you've come to the right guy because that's that's all I believe in and that's all I know and that's that's all I do. Get your laughs through character and, and, and do everything you can to make the characters as credible as possible. You want to get to a point where your audience has an emotional investment in the character. And if that happens, then, you know, you can just take them on a, a lovely, you know, kind of joy ride through laughs and tears and everything else. You can take them anywhere. Right. And then as the seasons kind of progressed, once we got the fish out of water scenario out of the way in the first season, 
and realize that they're going to be there for a while, the Rose family. Um, then the focus was on relationships and character, and we could settle for a bit without moving necessarily too much story. But the fact is, yes, you and your son Dan co-created this, you know, in that spirit, but he was the showrunner. Yeah. You know? Was he scary? Was he demanding? What what goes on when you're the showrunner? We hear stories. By Those the time I by the time by the time I, I, I handed the reins over to him, which was I think the beginning of the third season, uh, uh listen, I could tell uh in the uh in the room and i was i was in the writer's room for the first um two two plus uh seasons something i did not necessarily enjoy because uh, i'm not used to a writer's room you know i mean all the writing i've done in my career has been either on my own for the most part on sctv i wrote on my own and I would write with a partner like Chris yeah. uh, or, or another friend of mine, John Hempel, uh, who I did a few things with up in Toronto, who played Bob on Schitt's Creek. Um, uh, but being in a room where everybody's contributing to how the story moves was a little, you know, kind of unsettling. I never quite got the grasp on mm -hmm. that, you know, but he did. And he was quite amazing in the room even in the very beginning, uh, trying to keep things on track and, and taking it in a direction that ultimately proved to be the right direction. So it was quite an incredible experience for me to watch this growth and watch how rapidly he was developing into a great writer, let alone what he was doing on camera. Right. It was also quite surprising to me, but you know, the whole experience was yeah was yeah so so he gets the credit for this because he's done an amazing job for six years um just great instincts as a writer and some very ballsy decisions as a producer to I'll make say. sure things are are right and also your daughter sarah who's also in Shit's creek yes you see these kids suddenly become funny and become actors and begin to take on what you do. Did that freak you out or were you really happy about it? Well, I, I, I certainly didn't encourage it. Um, and I, I deep down w was kind of happy about it because I understood it. But, uh, you know, in the beginning when they, <clears throat> I know they did shows in high school, um, and uh, in, in when, by the time they got to college, university, <clears throat> uh, Dan went into kind of a film course. And I thought, well, interesting. He's got a thing. He wants to be a director and put films together. That's great. And my daughter said she wanted to major in drama. And I said, really? And she said, why are you surprised? I said, because I know you did shows, but I, I've never heard you go on and on about how much you wanted to be an actor. Um, so she majored in drama in university, and, and uh, we got to see her in her final year in some productions. That was the only year the parents could go and see productions, right? No final year. And she was really uh, 
really quite good. And I would watch her work in her plays. And, and as I'm watching her, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why her performances on stage are, are so ripe for a camera. Um, but then, then my son gets a job on MTV in Canada as a VJ when they started uh, in Toronto, whatever, how many years ago now. And his work on camera was just incredible, you know? I mean, what he was able to do, his, his, uh, his uh, improvising, winging it, you know, personality coming through in a major way. And then he started doing sketches and writing sketches and doing funny things that were really funny. And I knew that he had a great eye for this. But nevertheless, coming in to do a half-hour comedy, character-driven, that's a whole different, you know, uh, animal. And I, I, I did everything I could get to get the show on the air when he brought me this germ of an idea mm-hmm. uh, about a rich family losing their money. Um, and lo and behold, we, we did it. Do you see yourself in Daniel? I mean, he's got a little bit of your eyebrows. No. No, I Come see. On, no. He's got a little bit of my eyebrows. I'm watching I have eyebrow envy. Yes, there's there's enough of these to go around the country. I think, to be honest, and everybody gets a little piece. No, I see. Uh, I see my wife in Daniel. My wife is actually the funniest person in our family. My wife Deb. That's great, and uh, she's not on Shit's Creek. No, she's not a professional actor. Actor. She thinks funny. She is funny. She can compete with any of the funniest people I know in the business. She's she's really funny, and I think my son. Uh, and she's also a very clear, direct thinker. Uh, very black and white. Can make decisions that are tough. And you know, there's kind of a uh, uh, to in 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 order for clear for there to be clarity. Uh, you know, you, you she can be kind of blunt to get to the point. And Daniel has picked up uh, a lot of that. You can see that in his work as a producer. Well, maybe your wife will become a showrunner, you know, and maybe she'll employ you. Well, yes, well, that, this is true. One of the, uh, in, in, in hindsight, one of the big mistakes, uh, not putting her on the show. Uh, she, <laughs> but in every yes. day it's a family show. I mean, you're not related by blood to Catherine O'Hara, but you might as well be, you know? How much of your, of your lives have you spent together? Well, we, we started, work, I'll tell you, we started uh, working together for the first time in 1974, that was the first time we were on stage together at Second City. And then, of course, our television show, SETV, started a couple of years after that in 1976. And we did that for seven years, six years for Catherine, I think. And then a bunch of other things and movies and four movies with Chris Guest and a couple of animations. No, it's and, a lot, you know? Yeah. And I guess it's because you're all Canadian that you basically get along. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you have to be Canadian to get I mean, along? In Hollywood, no one gets along. You know well, I, I have to be honest. It's uh, the, every experience we've had working up there has been a great experience. But, but, you know, by the same token, I've had some really wonderful experiences in just about everything, maybe, maybe one 
or two exceptions, but everything else has really been a joyride. If you can't, you know, I, I, if you're in the world of comedy and doing mm -hmm. comedy and you can't honestly have a good time doing it, and it can't be fun for everybody, then something is not right. Well, you're right. That's the way it should be. But uh, from what I hear and talking to people, it isn't always the case. So good on you and everybody on this show for doing that, which is such a family affair. But that last episode was a killer. <laughs> it really was. Because it had all that that made us laugh, but it had all that that made us cry without ever being too sentimental about it. And now that it's over, I can, I mean, that last look that you give to Shit's Creek in that car is, I don't know, gives me the chills just thinking about it. It gave me the chills when I had to do it because, you know, I'm not, I, uh, you know, every, every time they say, okay, we're going in tight, I just, I just go all nutty. I just go tense and everything. So I'm looking out the car window and I see a big camera in my face and I'm thinking, okay, well, this is it. I'm the, I'm, I'm the torpedo that's going to sink this series. Um, no, that was, it was, it was a, it was a great, to be honest, I think the second last episode for me was, was a, a, a kind of a, a, a more teary eyed episode. They were both emotionally rich they were both very rich episodes and i guess because the last uh, episode was the closer and and honestly the wedding was was so beautifully done uh, such great performances from catherine and her outfit and her wig well that well hello emmy nomination oh, right, yeah, there, right there for, for wardrobe and yeah. hair and makeup but but Daniel and Noah Reed, who played Patrick, the, the, those those performances, the vows, everything about it was was great. And then we had the the goodbyes. But the the second to last episode really had the storylines wrapping up. And I thought I, I thought Sarah had some beautiful scenes in that in that show where she sang goodbye to Alexis. It just ripped my heart out. And Daniel and and uh, uh, David and Stevie, uh, played by Emily Hampshire sitting on the car looking at the house when he's realizing exactly what he's got here and she's trying to tell him what he's got here. Mm -hmm. I, honestly, I was so blown away by, by how, how brilliant it was. Balancing the emotion of laughs and, uh, and, and the tears that he truly felt because this was um, uh, one of the last shooting days. So, you know, it was, it was wrapping the season that underpinned uh, you know, a lot of the scenes that we did in the last couple of shows. The thing that I want to mention about it, too, is that none of it should have worked, you know? First of all, you calling the show Shit's Creek, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was not, you know what, uh, that, that didn't help. Uh, you know, that, that was like uh, we were fighting an uphill battle on that one from, right. the, <clears throat> from the networks uh to keep promoting it where nobody could say it and yeah. and uh and yet it had to be the title it's on you know pop tv did that let you all be freer with what you were doing than if you immediately were working for a network who would say no 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 oh yes oh absolutely because what happened with us uh, up there was they uh, cbc honestly mm -hmm. gave us carte blanche 
they, they, there was no, we never, never had to go through notes with CBC. They, they approved everything that they got. And by the time outlines and scripts and cuts got to the CBC, mm-hmm. we knew they were as good as could be. There was really nothing to pick at here. And they, they got that as well. They, they did get that. They mm-hmm. said, you know what? This is fine. Go ahead. And for six years, we were able to do the show the way we wanted to do it. Could you do that now on, a, on a, any of the uh, U.S. networks? I don't think so. Did you keep anything, Eugene, from, this, from the set? I kept a, uh, a menu from the Cafe Tropical, <laughs> which I have there. I can grab. I, I, and I kept a, a picture of the Rose family uh, that was in our motel room on the little, night, uh, little table that was in the room. What I wanted, first and foremost, was the bell that was in the motel office that was on the the uh, reception desk right that never worked when you hit it it didn't ring but when i went to get it after we wrapped that set somebody had taken it oh i don't know why anybody would have wanted a bell that doesn't work well you did but i know even i and 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 i did but yeah. what who else would i'm the guy that kept well, banging it and it didn't work that's that yeah ah so anyway but that's uh that's what i got the menus were i call them the you know the fifth member of the rose family i think <laughs> there the right. menus were one of the greatest creations it's it's uh, so strange to think of the beginnings of this show now that we're all living in this pandemic and you guys coming from wealth living in this crummy motel <laughs> in a couple of rooms yeah. stuck with each other in that world yeah it, it was prophetic it's, it, it's very it, it is uh, honestly yeah. i never i never quite put that together until you just said it in a way it was like a quarantine we were you know living together for 6 years in mm-hmm. that in that in that space and the funny thing was when we conceived of the family living in that motel, that this would be the main set, a motel room mm-hmm. or two two motel rooms, we thought, oh man, what are we doing here? This is, is this going to hold up for an entire season? <laughs> uh, living in the same room? I mean, this this could be a terrible mistake. And at the end of the series it we were all sobbing when we had to leave those motel rooms you know because it it was home well this show always ends in song everybody just sings a little bit of something and i thought given the pandemic that it would be great if you could do a little of of mitch and mickey's a kiss at the end of the rainbow it seems we all need that kiss at the end of the rainbow now don't we um, uh, my God, uh, um, you could do it. Oh, when the veil of dreams has lifted.
and the fair there's a kiss at the end of the rainbow more precious than a pot of gold oh boy yes and that? even a pot of, of emmys which i wish you all to get wow. thank you Eugene. So thank nice. you so much thank you peter this has been fun thank you